Well, you know that thing about, you know, when we talk about thermodynamics and we just, I mean, there's the important principle of the theme song. Theme song and the law. Theme song. 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 Theme He's a fat guy. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. He's a fat guy. He's a fat guy. Paul Blart. In Vegas. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. In Vegas. In Vegas. Paul Blart. Sexy valet? I'd fuck that valet. There's a convention that has some stuff and they try it out. Why does it? All right. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section with me. My name is Aaron. I should say that first. And with me, as always, is Cameron. Yes, Cameron once more. Uh, and because I like torturing people today, we also have Sean. Sean. Hey. I, I fucking hate you right now. I don't blame you because today is the second half of Who Blarted, the month in which we watch both Paul Blart Mall Cop movies. And guess what we did? This is the second one. Dear God, why? Well, at least I got drunk first. Yeah, that I'm sure that helped. Um, oh, I wish did. I had done that. <laughs> it, it, it helped. It eases the pain. It does. It Like the first movie, it fills in the cracks of the heart. <laughs> Much like peanut butter. I want this move. I want Kevin James to spread some peanut butter on me, just right, like right into my coffin before I commit suicide. What is that? Like a Def Leppard cover? <laughs> yeah, like spread you know, your peanut butter on me in my coffin, and then they can pour, like that. and then they can pour some sugar on me too. Pour yeah. some peanut butter on me, Mexican uh, girl. Make yeah. sure it has sugar, or because I'm hypoglycemic. Otherwise, I'm going to faint randomly in the movie. Uh-oh. I might fall asleep in the middle of an important hostage negotiation. Yeah, I might be on the phone talking to bad guys and just fall asleep. You and the snoring. Okay, can we talk about the bad guy first? <laughs> the bad, the, mo- the uh, what is it? Heterochromy or whatever it's Heterochromia called? Heterochromia man? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Do you Two th- eye colors. Do you think the uh, the choice of doing that was just so that he could say the line, I'm so crazy, I've got two different colors of eyes? No, I think the actor just has that. <laughs> no, no, no he, one, no, the blue. He doesn't. The he blue has one was a contact. Eyes. Oh, does he? I thought the blue one was the contact. No, the, no, the, the brown one is the contact. Yeah, the brown yeah. one would make more sense to have the contact in it. <laughs> <laughs> just on a pure like production level, that'd be easier to do. But yeah. I guess. Shut up. No, I've seen Neil McDonough and other stuff. He has like the these piercing Daniel Craig like eyes. So, wow, piercing he was Daniel on, Craig. He, he was on. Don't he was on uh, Justified in season three as like the villain. So that's how I know. Oh, okay, I never saw Justified. So you should. It's, be it's pretty good. Plug. I heard they're justified in it. Yes, and there uh, are wow. many justified killings and justified things that people die. Place. Yeah, sure, man. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, Paul Blart, I have. And now we're going to have, we should have a mini section because I just looked this up and it looks like we can celebrate new top rental pixels. Also starring Kevin James and Adam Sandler has just arrived on home video. What? What? Who? Yes. Who's renting that? Me. Oh my God. I'm kidding. I was going to have to murder you. I mean, I might. That's really the top rental. God damn it. Anyway, Paul Blart. <laughs> yeah, Paul Blart. Well, when you're so on the road of life. So what about the bad life, guy? As Paul Blart says, guys, when you're on the road of life. Oh, God. Sometimes you can't cast the same actress and get her for a sequel. So you write in a contrived reason that she left you after six days. 
Yep. Hey, I thought that was hilarious. I actually, the first five minutes is the only part anyone should watch. And the last bit. Uh, the last minute, yeah. Oh, you mean because of that tremendous sequence where his mother goes to pick up the newspaper and then gets hit <laughs> by a milk truck? Yeah, which don't <laughs> exist anymore, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, there's my paper! Like she's getting, like, a package from Amazon. She, why is she so happy about the paper? <laughs> look, my paper. Oh, boy. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so happy. Look at the paper. This Did pa- they also not get the mother? <laughs> okay, and the... I like to think that that car maybe came out of like a rift in space time because like she's in the street for like a full three seconds. That thing didn't even try to break. No, he just it just over. like oh boy, ten points for old lady. Guys yeah, he's everywhere. Old ladies are slow. It's not like she's jumping out in front of the car. Oh boy, my um, paper! <laughs> I've been part of the paper club for fifty years. The you- paper club. Uh, yes, hello, I'm on the show. I was part of Paul Blart Mall Cup and Paul Blart Mall Cup too. So tell me, what what was whose decision was it to uh, have you get killed off? Was that your choice or the director's mm-hmm. choice? Or well, I was I didn't want to be part of two, so I made them kill me off, so I didn't have to be part of that shit. Well, did you do your own stunts in the part where you were actually uh, so forth killed by said milk truck? Of course. And of course by, I did. So you actually got hit by a milk truck? Yes. What do you what, what, what do you think actresses do? I, th- I think that they have stunt people who make it look as if not like actual things hit them, not actually get hit by the things that. No, 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 they're cowards. No, no special effects were used no. in, in that stunt. They just hit me with a milk truck. Wait, so you were... So was there a rift? Because this movie really relied on CGI. Were you more in the practical camps? The practical oh, effects always. camp? Okay. I was in Star Wars. You were... As who? The one in the back. One in the back? The 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 person in the background. Wait, there's a... Okay, but there's like... Hmm. There's like only four women in Star Wars. Yes, I, I was one, that one. There's you know the yeah. There's Luke's aunt. aunt there's uh, Mon Mothma, Princess Leia, and Princess Amidala, or whatever. No, that's a, those are the prequels. Oh, we'll talk about those. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> fuck you. Oh, did you Get read out. about Star Wars in the Paper Club? Of course I read it in the... Where else would you get such important news? At the theater? No, the paper club. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, so what, d- oh, what stories does the paper club have that it wants to highlight that are coming up? Well, this week the paper club said, Look, we're still printing. And the we, we have uh, still printing presses are a thing. The internet has not replaced us yet. They're lying, of course, but you know. It's still nice. I drink tea. Wait, so there's no actual, like, events or editorials? Oh, no, there are. It's just also a paper. I know, but do they actually write that how not obsolete they are on the front page? Yes. How long have they been doing that for? Oh, about 10 years. Oh, so since, like, the internet's been a thing, like... Yes. Yes, since it's been a big part of everyone but old people's lives. The last paper club event I attended was team bowling. I got put on Jerry's team, and Jerry's a very bad bowler. 
What oh, was his handicap? We know a guy named Jerry. Uh, he didn't have any legs. <laughs> we knew. We know a guy named Jerry. Does he eat at? Oh, uh, do you? Yes. Uh, does he own a Burger Shack or frequent a place like a Burger Shack? Uh, he's homeless, but he talks about food a lot, making food and different. Does he, he has a lot of sound? Yeah, he tries to do sounds for his bur- his foods. That's all I know. I don't talk to Jerry much. I just know he's a terrible bowler. Wait, so you take a homeless person bowling? Yeah, he's part of the paper club. <laughs> Wait, so you don't have to pay to be part of the paper club? Ah, uh, you do. Well, how does he pay his entrance fees? I, I don't know. Blooded something? I don't know. Well, what if he's Could just a prostitute? What if he's just a paper enthusiast? Would that be allow him to be in the paper club? No, you have to pay your dues. Well, how much are the dues? You have to uh, pay like a dollar. <laughs> a dollar. A dollar for paying the, for being the club. One dollar to be in the club. I don't know how he raised the money. Annually? Yes. So it's one dollar per year. To get the paper and be in the club, yes. I- e- uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's a good deal. Some okay, well, deal. well, we've got to get back to the show. Was there anything else you want to leave us with uh, and about the paper club? There's a Paul Blot 3. <laughs> Don't. It's not funny. <laughs> it's going to come out. Don't worry. Don't you worry, your stupid little heads. It will be out in uh, six years. Another six years. It will be about Paul Blot defending Space Mall. <laughs> Will it end with uh, Paul Blart's new wife having left him after, like, 12 days of marriage? Six. (laughs) Oh, it'll be another six? Wow, things just don't look up for him at all, do do they? No. On the 12th day of Christmas, my court delivered me a subpoena from my divorcee. How jolly. Hooray! (laughs) I thought in the spirit of the Hooray, you're a depressed visionary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really don't want to talk about Paul Bart, guys. I'm not gonna lie. This, this movie fucking blows. It's it's so bad. Well, I mean, what about the kid slapping him in the face for that awkward hug scene? Oh, yeah, during the intro. We haven't even started talking about this, like, at all. We well, we got to the death people, so I figured, you know. Okay, <sighs> okay but one, ba- one last thing about his wife leaving, though. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, he got married in the mall. Did you <laughs> yes. notice that? <laughs> yes, I yeah, did. Th- their ceremony took place in the mall, as you do. I mean, that's if if I worked in a pharmacy or a stable, I would want to get married there. Duh. No, no. Yeah. Why? Why? Because it, it's familiar and oh, okay, smells nice. So I'm gonna get a stable. Smells nice. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get that the wafting smell of horse ass. It's <laughs> it's firm and reliable. One would say that it's stable. <clears throat> I get it. Get it? <clears throat> joke. No no no, can we get <clears throat> Yep, thank you. The official joke sound. <laughs> joke Hey everybody, there is a joke. Do you want me to explain it? Yes, that is an intern, and that is his and that is and that is his only function. <laughs> his joke! Let me explain the joke to you. You see his joke, he said that it was a stable environment, but he was also referring to the fact that it was a stable. That was the joke. I'm gonna go get coffee now. Goodbye. Steve is a really good intern, by the way. If you guys are looking for uh, a new hire, 
You should consider Steve. I can spend if you email us. I can res, uh, send the, his resume over. He'll identify jokes for you. He can loudly exclaim. He can uh, glaringly whisper. You know, just yeah, glaringly whispering. Yeah, you know the steely-eyed gaze of a law enforcement officer. <laughs> yep, the steely-eyed gaze after slowly walking across in a UCAL's floppy sweatshirt. Are you going to give me a ticket? Nah, I'm going to give you my phone number. I'm going to give you my phone number, boy. But I do ride. The bonus. Uh, Ugh, Jesus Christ. That's the end of the film. That's the, those are like the only good parts is the very first five minutes where he gets divorced in five minutes and talks. Oh, yeah. Um, when he gets to the papers, he's the, the narr- his narration over is just like her doctor called it uh, uncontrollable vomiting and her loyal said, lawyer called it disillusion of marriage. Yeah. So wait, what are these like regrets that she has? Like, does she just um vomiting? Apparently, Paul Blart. Yeah, vomiting, uncontrollable vomiting. Yeah, but vomiting doesn't explain why you just break up with somebody. Oh, I've got to go vomit for like the next five years. Bye. Maybe. Well, he's the cause of the vomiting, apparently. I mean, did it start from the kiss at the altar? Because that would make sense. Yeah, probably. God, why didn't they show us that? She just, they just they kiss and then she just vomits everywhere. Oh, that'd be so funny. Oh my no, god. No, she she saw the the advance reviews for Paul Blart Mall Cop 1 and then, you know, <laughs> and then immediately cut the cord like, "Nope, not going." Mm. How great would it be if just like during a wedding just you may now kiss the bride. She just throws up all over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard the white dress is now brown, a little red. She should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't she the same actress from um, Mr. Deeds? Is she? I think so. I don't, uh, she seems me, like sh- it. Let me look it she up. She might be. She might be. I don't know. Look it up. Yeah. She I- has those fucking gigantic bug eyes. Right? Right. Pierces your fucking soul. Oh, she's in the Smurfs. Uh, oh Christ! Is that where oh, you know boy. her from, Sean? The Smurfs. Oh, I've yeah. never seen. How many never. times have you seen the Smurfs? Oh, you know enough. <laughs> I put it on every enough, night zero. before I go to sleep and cry. Yeah, I, I sleep to the Smurfs. I I sleep to the Smurfs. <laughs> I eat to the Smurfs. I fuck to the Smurfs. <gasps> oh. She my was, dear, do you like my smurfing laugh? Sean, she was an epic movie. Is that where you know her from? Ah, I mean, fair enough, I guess. I, I don't know. I got tired of it. I thought she was in Mr. Deeds. No, I don't know. I guess I was She's wrong. not. I don't <sighs> I don't see her Mr. Deeds on her credits. But she, okay. wa- she was on Heroes. Heroes? Yeah. Really? Yeah, huh. she plays the waitress that uh, Hero falls in love with. Oh. Uh... Aaron, would you please stop gently caressing me with your foot? Never. <laughs> Aaron, why are you gently caressing someone while we're recording? Because that's how it, he does this often. <laughs> oh, you know. No, he's just comfortable. That means that he likes you. Ladies. <laughs> Gonna put my penis in your face hole and your butthole and your other holes that you have. I'll find them or make them. You're going to have more holes. Guess what? I'm a murderer. <laughs> Jolly. Hooray. We are so avoiding talking about Paul, 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 Paul,
<laughs> bow da bow da bang ba dang diggy 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 set the boogie set up jump the boogie call Paul Blarbop a hip hop a hippie a hippie hit it a hip hip hop to the boogie to the bang bang boogie to the rhythm of the boogie the beat Aaron we Sorry. really should get to the movie god <laughs> fine alright my I, name is okay. so he goes to Vegas then he kills people and then it's, whoa, he whoa, gets whoa. kicked by a horse you gotta we're slow done. it down so <laughs> you gotta slow I'm it down we're leaving I'm done Aaron. 20 minutes. I'm out. <laughs> Got the job done. Ow. It's bad. Okay, guys, seriously. Fuck this movie. Um, all right. So after the intro, which we're still not past because it's that bad. Um, the first scene is he gets a letter being like, hey, soda. What? Soda. Oh, I thought you the said secu- soda. And I'm no, like, what the, the security office telecommunications assembly. I don't Something. Know. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's like, I got an invitation to the conference in Vegas while his daughter, who does not look of college age, but that just could be because that could be because she looks exactly the same as she did six years ago in the last movie (laughs) or because she's ridiculously short. I really don't know. But she gets a letter of acceptance from UCLA at the same time and they're intercut and she's just like, I got to go tell dad. And then she comes out and she's just like. I got good news and he's like I do too and she's like you go first and he's like we're going to Vegas and then she's like okay I'm not gonna tell you then for whatever reason why didn't she just go that's awesome I got accepted to UCLA well I mean it's explained later in the film it's not though it's not like a he's like super overprotective guys let me guys let me reference the horrible voiceover please 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 do Okay, so he says that uh, the road of life, uh, you have to hold on tight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's all I wrote down. And that, that that's uh, like, that's pretty, that's pretty much the gist of it. And because he's like super attached to like, you can't oh. go to the pool. You can't have that boy. I mean, she was kidnapped twice. Well, the second time was in this movie, but the first time was in the first one. She's not Spider-Man's girlfriend. She's not just always going to get kidnapped. I know. He's a mall cop. Yeah, plus Spider-Man's girlfriend would be attractive. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also kind of glossed over the fact that that intro that they had where it does the badge is the exact same badge intro from the first movie with a two added on You're, to it. Uh, yeah. Maybe yep, you. Yep, it's exactly the same. Ah! Uh, we found out who blarted. We're done. <laughs> oh, good. It's me. Show's over. Stop recording. Let's go. No, uh, fine. <laughs> I really, really want to get out of this. <laughs> yes. Okay. <sighs> Paul fucking dick cop. What? Paul. Paul fucking dick cop. The big floppy dong circus of nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Okay. So. Floppy dongs. <laughs> floppy. Small ones, floppy ones, big ones, little ones. Anyway. Talk about dogs. Okay. I <laughs> Later was, in the show. I was hoping that this movie would be like that they both got into UCLA. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. And, and he would, just goes to school with her. <laughs> or he, or because it would have been, yeah, if, if she was accepted and he became a security guard at UCLA. Ah, uh, that may be Malhart 3. Mal, no, that's Space Cop. Come on. We already know that. <laughs> it, he'll, and he'll clean up after uh, Space Jam. Well, Aaron, she wow. could go to mall college. Mallage? Yeah, mallage, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where you can get some knowledge at the mallage. 
Get some knowledge at your mileage. Hire me for local commercials. <laughs> oh, and I think like uh, the the actress who plays his daughter, she has a terrible line reading where he he's like, "Sota soda the 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 conference is in Vegas and I'm going." And she's like, "Vegas, mm. wow." Wow. I mean, she's just terrible all around. She's like just she, not all good. around. Well, it almost seems like she because she's fat. Like, does she not know what Vegas is? Vegas. Oh, boy. Yeah. Vegas will be fun. Dad, let's go. Let's go to Vegas. Dad. Hey, she's fucking terrible. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick of looking at her dumb face. I'm sure she's a fine person, but in the movies, she's bad. They couldn't get Selena Gomez to play the role. That would have been great if they switched it with her. And she's just like, <laughs> wow, darling, you got like, you know, really skinny. You got like attractive. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. I guess I don't know who's I don't know what Selena Gomez looks like. I, I look assume, her up, but no, I assume she's fine. She's all right. She's skinnier. Uh, well, yeah. Kind of helps. But she doesn't have a mom that crushes donkeys, like in the first movie. You never know. Have you ever met Selena Gomez's mom? No, but I no, will. Yeah, shut up. I will meet. <laughs> that's that's a weird threat. I'm going to meet your mom. <laughs> fucker. <laughs> okay. So so they go. I think one of the things that bothered me about this is when they go to Vegas. Like, I'm glad they didn't have a transition on a plane or yes. anything. But he gets there and he's doing the whole like, oh, I don't need your valet service. And he's like, take grabbing all of his luggage, then taking it off then moving two feet, then putting it back on. And it's just stuff from his stand up bit way back when it's like I've never listened to any of his stand up. So oh. I would. Well, he only has James one stand-up does stand up. Yeah, I thought he just did bad movies and King of Queens. No, he had a stand-up special. I'm sure he did. That was one of his jokes. Wait, wait was he actually able to stand up the entire time? Fat I, joke. I mean, that's a fat joke. Hey, everybody, guess what? He made a fat joke. Ugh, Steve, I just I'm tired of you. <laughs> Good job, Steve. You get a raise, five percent of okay. nothing. I just made a better fat joke than any of the movies that we watched for this. Yeah, there was. Okay, well, how does this movie not have a ton of just like, ah, he farted and he's fat? That's kind of juicy. <laughs> just like, well, how is there not just piles of fat jokes in this movie? He's He has hypoglycemia, and they only use it twice. One of them is like, I see you ordered a bottomless uh, peanut M&M M&M bowl in your room. And he's like, actually, sir, it's for medical reasons. I have hypoglycemia. And if my blood sugar goes down, I'm down. And it's Officer Blart. And it's Officer. Yeah, and you can't go by. I don't think you can go by Officer when you're on off duty or on vacation for that matter. Well, I think you can, but it only depends if someone knows you, I think. And you're a douche. Right. You have to be a fucking dick bag. Officer. Just like a bag filled with dicks. That's like me going yeah. by doctor, just like, oh no, I prefer a doctor. And they're like, are you a doctor? And I'm like, well, no, I just prefer to go by it. Yeah, I'm a registered nurse, but you can call me doctor. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and before they leave, uh, before they leave uh, New Jersey, the bestest of places, right, Aaron? Oh boy, legal. He's like, she's like, we have leftovers from, we have leftovers something, and he's Uh, like, oh boy, 
Oh yeah, baked ziti. Oh yeah, he's oh, like, yeah. this way is so good. Today's so good. Oh yeah, she says that instead of saying she got accepted to UCLA because reasons. See, I still don't understand why she didn't just be like, I got accepted to UCLA. Isn't that awesome, dad? Yeah, that's awesome, child of mine. Instead, she's like, we have people for fat food and you're going to get excited. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm fat and I'm excited. That, that was that scene. <laughs> so when he gets the fucking, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Vegas. Okay, so Gaijin. What even happens? The Gaijin. Oh, oh, yeah, the... um. The vaguely gay Asian man who's, well, I'd say vaguely, but he's cast as gay guy. Not as much as like, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Beautician and the Beast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's not as gay character as that, where it's just like, we need a gay guy. That's your character. Or as the, the investigator and partners. Yeah, yeah. It's not, that's the character. But he has that affectation of his voice, and he's just there. They're just they're like, oh, so do you want me to nuance this character? They're just like, nah, just like stereotypes. Put it all like act that all out. And the same with uh, the black woman who's like the token yep. black woman at the like yep. she's doing the hallelujah black church thing. She goes, mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like <laughs> punch her around the throat. Didn't even glance out the chest. Right in the throat. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, hell no. Oh, no, you did. Mm, I'm going to get my man. Oh, Aaron, mm. speaking of, are you excited? I saw the trailer for Barbershop 3, the next cut. Wait, how many years has it been since the second one? 10, 15? I think it's been like uh, at least 12. Oh, my God. You mean That's you don't want... I said that in I the... Mean, I said that in the theater because I went and saw the night before the other day. And... They were like, barbershop, the next cut. And then I just exclaimed loudly, and I'm like, I get it, because they cut hair. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Come in here. Gather around. Did you understand that joke? Because I sure did. It's a working (laughs) title. Get it? Because it's a job. Because they, really? Yeah. It's a job. (laughs) Oh, boy. They, these people have jobs. That's, (laughs) you're, fuck, fuck you. I'm a, you made me be here, so this is what you get. Fair enough. Um, uh, oh, yeah, he's like, uh, his room's not ready, so he's like, excuse me, I'm an, if you'll just look at who's playing the ballroom, who, what's in the ballroom tonight, and he's just like, it's Mini Kiss, which is actually a thing, and it's a bunch of uh, midgets. midgets, dwarves, I don't know which ones, Little I peoples. couldn't tell. Little people. Little that's people, say, yeah. Well, that's what you say when you don't know but which one But they don't do the Betsy song, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, Beth. Yeah, Beth. 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 Whatever that was. They don't, they don't play Beth. I knew we should have played Beth. Not right now, Aaron. Who took <laughs> my wig? <laughs> oh my Who's god. got my stage wig? God. Oh my god, that shot. I don't know what that was. Where did he keep that? What? Well, fanny pack? How did he get it? How did he have a second person with a flannel, like, behind him? Oh yeah, that was never explained. What, what was, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's at the end of the movie. That's during the quote-unquote climax of the film. The, um... <laughs> so then he's like, uh, that's been moved to the convention room F. Up G. Get it? Because it's a further ladder, so it's less important. Fuck you. You're a security guard. You know, I'm, like, almost, Damn. I'm almost surprised that they didn't make it the acronym for the security thing, SOFA, because, you know. SOFA would have been better because they're yeah. fat. Is that the joke? Hey, Cameron. Hey, Cameron. What? Cameron. 
Is the joke that they're fat? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, hey. that's, that's basically. <laughs> but it also sounds like soda. Sounds like yeah, they're gonna drink that because they're fat. Like soda. Okay, like how, Dr. You know, okay. So going back to the hypoglycemia, how does that? So you know, like the little girl with the strawberry ice cream after he like fall like collapses <laughs> mid yes. mid dramatic importance. Yeah. Uh huh. How do they not notice the large man like grossly dripping all of the <laughs> all of the pink? <laughs> It looked like he was being slowly come on in a porno. No, it looks like That's someone was like dripping just Pepto-Bismol <laughs> while trying to kill themselves by drinking it. Oh, my God. It, why? Wh- I mean, this is the same thing with the, the whole thing in the uh, first one. Like, he's not Popeye with sugar. I don't. But clearly he is. I guess he is Popeye, but with sugar yeah. instead of spinach. What really makes Wouldn't me. He- oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You. What oh. I really hate about these movies is that it's not that there are jokes. It's just that a lot of the times they're mean movies because Paul Blart is the joke and he doesn't know that everyone else is in on it and he's not. Well, nobody's in on it because every other character in this movie is a joke also. Well, you got to think like- they don't write jokes. The people in the movie are jokes like all the like, if, uh, what is it? The uh, <coughs> when he gives the speech. And they have like the six pictures lined up and they're all just weird, gross people. Like one of them looks like fat adult Gary or fat, tall Gary Coleman. Uh. And it's like, these are the great security guards of the past. And they all look weird. And uh, what was his name? Gunder Gunder smut Gunder smut or whatever. Yeah. The guy with the the half bald head. Oh, God. With the how is that a haircut haircut with the frosted tips on the back? Yeah. What? He's a, like, everybody's just like, I'm not a person. I'm like an SNL character that's a, in a scene for two minutes and that would be okay. okay. But in a movie where there's a character and it's like, I have to do things in this movie that aren't always just jokes instead of just looking like a fucking weirdo the whole time. Nope. Fucking weirdo the whole time. Or the Mexican guy who uh, gets a haircut and sleeps through the movie. <laughs> like that's what his character is. He sleeps. And then later he gets a haircut. Because stereotypes. Because he has a cape, I guess. I don't know. that. Mo- oh, my God. But it's like he kind of knows that he's a joke, too. Because then that lady comes up and he's like, hi, so sorry about that mistake. Here's a, a upgraded suite and all this crap. And he's like, honey, you don't need to do that. It, it's it's fine. I, I can tell that you're hitting on me. And she's like, what? what? And he's like, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, Davina. Can we talk about yeah. her? She was the she was my yes, biggest problem please. with the movie. Because I fucking hated that, that he gives that pathetic excuse for a fucking speech as the replacement keynote. And he's yep. like talking all these like, you go be a person. <laughs> and okay, this is where the movie re- lost me from the realm of reality because no one would ever a give Paul Blart an award of any kind for like nope. w- the the acts or events of the first movie. They would not arrest him. That would be the favor that he did to law enforcement in that. Two, that they would let him and hear for him in a speech. And three, that someone would fall in love with him for giving that abysmal speech. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, lips are sweaty. I, she did have a sweaty lip, Cameron. You gotta remember. That was the best line. I feel like maybe he was projecting, because I think maybe he has a, sl- a sweaty lip. Maybe that's why he has a mustache. Uh, that, the whole thing didn't make any sense. Where he, she's just like, no, I wasn't hitting on you. And then he's like, I know you are. 
Excuse me, I'm with my daughter. And she's like, I'm not. I totally am not. And then later she's like, why is it so hard to say no to you? Like, what? No. How is it suddenly like he said, no, that means I'm attracted to him. Like, that's not how things work. Yeah. You get like some asshole jerk thinking you're hitting on him. And like in a normal environment, you'd be like, he's a dick. And then you ignore him. But no, I don't know. That's well, he's not even hitting on her. She, he's just saying, don't hit on me, even though she's not. And apparently that means that she likes him now. Right. Or it is totally in love with him. And then at the end, he's like, you need to be with him. And then he immediately he's like, I've made a I've made a grave mistake because her lips were soft when she kissed him on the cheek. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think that's, oh, okay. what, that's what he meant. Like, he's like, that felt really good. Oh, well, that's the thing that's that that. When yeah, that, yeah, that's she, why you should just jump into a relationship, Paul Blart. Yeah. Well, he um, the reason he thought she was hitting on him in the first place is because when he um took the key from her, they accidentally touched hands, and she's like, yeah. "It's okay, you have soft hands," and then goes to walk away, and she's just, he's like, "Stop hitting on me, lady." Mm. <laughs> well, and she the also fuck was that. She also gave, uh, came over like when he thought that she was hitting on him. He, she was coming over personally because he had asked for a manager and who the, she is. Yeah, she's who the she manager. Is. And she's like in the hospitality industry. So she's like, oh, so that we don't have a problem. I upgraded your room because that's my fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking. Ugh. Okay, so he's like, I'm not open for public consumption. Nope. Yeah, what? Yeah, what was that line? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going through a lot of. I'm, oh, what was it? It was a maze of personal issues. I'm not open for public consumption. Who the fuck writes that? Uh, Who's like open for public consumption? I am a genius. That is going on the screen. Apparently, star. Yeah. Apparently, star Kevin James and Nick Bakay co-wrote the screenplay. Who's Nick McKay? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he wrote such other hits as The Zookeeper. Oh, fuck. The first the Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, oh, God. Um, He wrote on Till Death, Two and a Half Men. Oh, <laughs> And he has a 0% movie from 1995 called Jury Duty Ooh. that he acted in. Ooh. Oh. Oh, boy. That'll be fun. <clears throat> Looks like your next feature film to represent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So then we get introduced to the villains, right? Yeah. The stupid, stupid villains. The heterochromio eyeball guy. That they just kind of set up in a hotel room and they're like, we're going to steal the art. You know, Aaron, I have to actually apologize to you because when you sat me down to watch this movie, I was sitting there and I, I was watching these guys and I'm like, no, no, no. The hotel guys are going to be the bad guys. The valet is going to be an awful bad guy. You're stupid, Aaron. But nope, I gave that movie way too much fucking credit. Nope, the valet guy just was a pointless love interest for the daughter that went nowhere. Never even showed back. Yeah, what nope. even happened to him? He just kind of like vanished. Exactly. Well, she went to UCLA. Well, no, I mean, like, what happened to the guy yep. that was interested in her? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. He just stopped showing She just kind of got him out of the hotel room, and he's like, all right, got to get away from her forever. Yep. Okay, bye. See ya. I got your snow globe. That's all I needed for me. I'll, yeah. I'll, no. I'll call you via the I pony. probably won't. Via the Pony Express. 
Yep. I'll send a oh, telegram. Uh, what was the point of that character anyway? When he was in the movie, there was no reason. It was just like she needs something to do, I guess. Well, Did, it's so I, well, it's so that uh, there was someone else that could be like, "Wow, your dad's really overprotective," and so that she could say "zip" and he could express his disappointment. Oh yeah, I've never heard you say "zip" before. Are you everybody zipping? Holster it up, young lady. <laughs> yeah, what? Slow her down, Sam. That's fucking stupid. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, and Aaron, going back to the Eminem thing, I think he even set, tells like the clerk before he checks in that it's medicinal. And, like he has to explain yeah. hypoglycemia again. You know, we need a, a for the audience who comes off the street to see Paul Blart on a hot April day. Let's go and have them explain the hypoglycemia again, and have a bottomless thing of M and M's in so that Paul Blart doesn't lose the likability factor. I yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, he finished that bowl of peanut M and M's. How did In he one pass sitting. out? How did he pass out again? Uh, you know, oh reasons. Yeah, they needed a joke. <laughs> so that 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 was the scene that uh, went flattest. And so like, yeah, we'll make him fall down and drink uh, ice cream out of a girl's fucking <laughs> dripping shit. <laughs> dripping shithole? Yeah. A dripping and, panty pants. And speaking oh. of gross, that brown fucking banana that the guy in shipping oh, was oh, eating. Oh, God. Well, what, what? I thought eye it eye. was a candy bar at first. I thought that was actually kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. That was all right. Just Because he just like, uh, he the manager's like, there's some shipping company or something. And then he goes downstairs to <laughs> apparently a hotel has a shipping department. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm from internal affairs. And that, 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 that is, that is the most brownest banana I've ever, I've seen it. And, 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 and he just starts eating like a black banana. And I've seen that guy somewhere. The guy who eats the banana. Oh yeah. That's a weird looking dude. Yeah. He, he's in a lot of things. He's, he's better in every other movie. Cause it's not oh. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, um, he calls... Yes, Cameron, you he, in the back. Yes, oh, yeah. Here, let me... <laughs> yes, I'm wearing the back. Let me project yeah, my voice. Come, yeah, come come up to the front of the class, okay, present your on. case. <laughs> oh, no, Indians! Here I am. <laughs> Hello. Uh, do the thing. Speaking of eating, remember his vibrating fork? Oh, oh my god. god! What the fuck was that? Oh yeah, he explains it in the in the uh, the lunch scene where the lady comes up to him and he's like, "Dad, what's that?" And he's like, "It's my vibrating fork, daughter. It it'll vibrate so I can't eat as fast." My the fuck? How does it? Because I know he says like red, it's good. Well, green, it's bad. He says that he eats. Uh, when he he eats really fast at home, but when he eats at va- on vacation, he quote eats like a cheetah chasing a faster cheetah. What? Yeah. Is that what he said? That is what yes. he said. Oh my god, I missed that. You did? Yeah, I missed that. Oh god. Paying attention to what the fuck the fork was. And oh, my hand on your thigh. I know what Ugh. Mr. Blart needs to put over his fireplace when his when his daughter's saying, You need to get used to the fact that I'm a big girl, and he's like, We're all big. We're Blarts. Wide hips, thick ankles, and a low center of gravity. Ugh, oh, that's yeah. why we're good at oh I didn't we're, that's why we're good at uh that's why we're not good no good at running hurdles. Call back you know never will be. I love, and he kept trying to get like whatever he took off her plate and he just couldn't get that bite. Oh yeah, he's like, nah, nah, can't get food. 
You had, Ow. To, you had to look for the little things to find yourself a laugh. Oh, God. Oh, and when he thinks that Davina's hitting on him, he's like, whoa, airbag. Oh, yeah. Oh, he God. Like, he mimes the airbag. He's like, Psh. whoa. He's like shaking. Airbag. God. What? Okay. I don't know what that means. And these movies keep Were getting- they in a crash? I think it's like, whoa, pump the brakes. Like, moving too fast. I mean, I guess- well, I mean, it, it makes no sense. Anyway, go ahead. I'd have done with the pump the brakes. Sure. And the, and these movies keep giving us um, little breadcrumbs of the prequel that needs to happen. Because he says, I once fell asleep raking leaves and I want a teenage Bart <laughs> Hall cop movie. Yes. Or even better, a farming movie called Paul Blart uh, Mall Crop. Falca. Mall Crop. M- Mall Crop. Yeah. Yes, or or an autumn piece, Paul Blart Falcons. Oh Jesus! There's too many possible Paul Blart movies. I want them all. Paul Blart, space cop. He's a spaceman. He goes into space and he solves crimes, space crimes in a space mall. You're doing Captain He's Planet a ball at first. Plart. He's a ball plart. Ball plart. Ball plart. Ball plart. Ball plart. <laughs> yeah, ball plart. <laughs> Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, and can we mention how like Paul Blart basically totally uh like shames his daughter for like wearing a swimsuit? He's like, "Whoa, thanks for telling me Victoria's secret." Oh wait, what? What when uh his daughter is wearing the the bathing suit in the room? Oh yeah, the, the, like, oh. the the tablecloth that looked like a dress. Yeah, it was a tablecloth. It was like your aunt's tablecloth. <laughs> but only in swimsuit form. Uh, kind of, yes. Yeah, and he's just like, thanks for telling me Victoria's secret. Oh, uh, oh yeah, and she's oh, like, Dad. And she's like, it's a swimsuit, and he's like, yeah, for an elf. <laughs> yeah, what? What does that even mean? Fine, I'll just I'll just go hang out. Oh, do you got your your pepper spray and your knife and your flashlight and six hundred dollars worth of burial money? And yeah, what you do you have here? I'm gonna put on this walkie-talkie on monitor mode, which they don't have. No, walkie-talkies don't have a monitor mode, well, can- so I can hear everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, because that's how she hears the uh, the his speech while he's giving the keynote address. No, she doesn't hear it. She no, just hears, she hears I'm going it. to be... Yeah, I don't think she does. Oh. Because no, she keeps just calling him and he keeps putting it on silent. Oh, that's what it was. I, I just remember going to his belt and I'm like, oh, she must be listening into the thing. That would have been a much better... She's like, yeah, no, Dad, I loved your speech. No, they, but they do they do use it because he puts it on a bad guy and the bad guy's like, here's bad plans, I'm going to say. I hope nobody's hearing this. Oh, no, they heard it. <laughs> like... And I, yeah. I'm going to give this one to oh, you. Oh, in the Cirque du Soleil fight. Oh, God. Yep. The angels, the fallen angel fight or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Uh, well, let's talk about that when we get to it. Uh, yeah, Aaron, I'm going to give you this one. Do you know anything about a USB port? <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Oh, my God. Oh, your God, what? <laughs> don't, don't you remember when they were stealing the treasures? Stealing the art? And they just stick a USB port. Yeah, they just stick a USB drive in, like, the art platform. And then just take the art away. And then take it. 
What's the point of the USB port? And could anyone just put USB sticks in there? I don't. What the fuck is that shit? And okay, so let me get the villain's plan right. He hires an NSA agent because they have superior USB technology, I guess. And he <laughs> yeah, says, why is there an NSA? Who okay, who is the NSA agent? Uh, it's the black guy. Is it? Yeah, he yeah, says, I hope that I bankrolled the right NSA agent. Oh, okay. I thought he was just talking in general. Like, man, am I glad I did that, but not to anyone in the room. No. Okay. He just needed okay, to have a him. declarative statement that established who he was, why he was there, and their relationship to, one each, to each other. <laughs> okay. He took an yeah. exposition dump. Yeah, took an exposition dump. It is a good thing my brother, you, are here to help me through my wife's demise. Oh, yes. Hello, my brother. We have been through many much together. Let me exposit what we have been through. One, all of life. <laughs> Two, other things. Were it not for Three. my were, were it not for my rampant alcoholism and love of 18th century French literature, I would be a better father and worker. Woe is me. <laughs> yes, and all the times I have had to take care of your family when you go off on binge drinkings. <laughs> I hope you do not fall in love with my au pair, the former model. French person who takes care of kids when you were not here, but since you are here, you may fall in love over the course of a dramatic and involving journey of two hours or so. Yes, let's flash back to the points where we have interacted with, uh, where I have interacted with her. If you'll excuse me. Hello, au pair. Hello. My oh my, the sparks will fly. I, I love when Paul Blart is gambling. He's like, yeah, and he like goes. Oh, yeah, crap. What the fuck was that? Okay, and then there's just an 80 yard line. It's the best one ever. Just says, oh, fat guy ruined it. Because they like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, the f- how, does the, how does he ruin it? That's not how. I don't. Well, no, the guy okay, was on a know. winning streak. Yeah, table. it's table superstition, right? Oh, I guess. Fucking fat guy ruined it. He, did, he rolled a seven. And then <laughs> the best 80 yard line in the most generic, you suck. Yeah. I mean, I just put that in random scenes. Wilhelm scream. For fun. There was a Wilhelm scream, and it was probably the most obvious one I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's during the slow-mo hallway fight between... Why does the, why does the, why does the villain not just shoot all of the mall cops? Yeah, they all have guns! They have guns! They can just shoot them, and they're dead! No, Aaron, Instead, but- they're like, let's fight them, but they're gonna win because they're bad at things. That's literally how the mall cops win, is by accident. Okay, and the f- and the fight scenes entirely look. That's the only reason that any of them wins. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, ah, I fell, but barely on top of that guy. Like, oh, I messed up this time, but it hit that guy on accident, so I win. Like, what the fuck was that? Oh, when I try to kick the black woman, she is so sturdy and strong that my feet do not connect. And then I trip on the the cape barber thing and am knocked unconscious right afterwards. I'm still baffled by like you even have a superhero. Why does he have a cape? I just had I just got a haircut. (laughs) Why is that in the movie? Why didn't why did he take it with him? I don't I don't understand why that's in the movie. Did they just miss a joke? And they're like, yeah, we could use another joke. Why is what in the movie? The why why does he have the fucking haircut cape? <laughs> why? I don't I don't know. You know, one thing I I missed from the first movie that they did totally bring back was when they're going through like the the security con and they're checking out all the non-lethal weapons. Oh yeah. It's the um hey, fun fact everybody. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. There was two of them in this movie. 
There was two? There was another two. Uh, one of them was not delivered by Paul Blart, though. Oh, that's right. Paul, yeah. But Paul Blart's like, yeah, that security agent, he's wearing black, which means he's the most important of them. Per, and then it goes like black, beige, There's a red. hierarchy of uh, suit colors, you see? And uh, he's the see, he's the boss because he has that color, and he's uh, the bottom rung of the totem pole because he's wearing purple. You're and a guy he, wearing a polyester shirt and a fanny pack. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. The, um... And that's where they set up all the dumb non-lethals. Like one of them is a taser, but the taser only incapacitates them for five seconds. Oh yeah, he has to tase that like guy who's like couldn't be more than like 115 pounds like four times. Yeah, why? Why build a taser if it is only like incapacitate for five seconds? Just immediately, just you got to keep it on him. It even got to the point where he walked away with a painting. Yeah, he got up again. <laughs> And he started walking away with the painting that he was stealing. And he's like, no, please. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> Lightning. And why did he apologize? Because he felt bad? I don't know. Oh, can we talk about how he killed a guy with the beanbag gun because he drowned? <laughs> Do you see yeah. that? Yeah. Be- and he, he thinks that he killed all those people, too. He's like, non-lethal. I just got that. Yeah, but he also killed that guy because he hit him with the beanbag and knocked him out. But he fell into water, so he fucking drowned. That guy's uh, dead. Oh, God. And he did that on that brand new super segue, but that's foreshadowing the event of that one segue he's riding in the hotel lobby. When he's like, I don't need a valid license for this. And he starts doing uh, fucking segue tricks. Quote unquote tricks. Yeah. And, and he's they- like, is that a valid license enough for you? <laughs> Fuck you. Ugh. And that was such bad segue product placement. He's like, you've got this kind. I've got this kind. And then mine is is a souped up supercharger fucking. And yours is like, you know, like a Volkswagen bug. What's up with that? Yeah. You fuck. Fuck your segue. Lame. Unlike mine. Oh, there's a later point in the movie where the bad guy just shoots the segue with nobody on it. He's like, fuck your segue. (laughs) For no reason. He's just. I don't like that thing. I'm going to shoot it. And he's in the quote unquote bulletproof um, luggage. Oh, yeah. His plan is to fall at the enemy in the luggage. Yeah, he totally Niagara Falls that like just wee and then should have drowned. Okay, he someone as big as Kevin James is, he would take up like the entirety of that. And you see holes. He would not fit in it at all. Even if he could, theoretically, he would take up the entirety of the space inside. So seeing the holes being shot in it by the other guy, he can't miss. No, no, not at all. (laughs) He would be riddled with holes. But it's bulletproof, apparently. No, it's not. You see the holes go through the suitcase. Yep, you sure do. You he should be dead. <laughs> and, and, even, and even if he wasn't, when he fell down and hit the guy in the face with himself in a thing, he falls. Out, he goes through the window, surprisingly the only glass that breaks in this movie, <laughs> despite the fact that there was a ton of other opportunities where they could have just been like, oh, this door's locked. Hey, look, it's made out of glass. We could break it and walk right through it. Nah, we'll not. Oh, my God. We'll just, we'll not do that. But anyway, he falls into, he falls uh, into the pool, the, the fucking hotel pool, locked in a suitcase. That guy's dead. He's dead. Yeah, how did, how did he, he get, get out? out? How did, yeah. Well, if he can zip himself in there, maybe there's like another zipper on the inside. That I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. 
Well, the only way that would work is it, all the water would have to fill up in the case first, right? Because yeah, otherwise the air pressure changes too much, like car doors. Yeah, like yeah. if you're stuck in a car, you got to wait for the whole thing to fill up. Speaking then you of, can open the door just fine. Speaking of cars, can we talk about how blarts are always hitting or getting hit by cars? Uh, yes, like the minivan yeah. that he runs into on a in Segway. One, his mother yeah, or- dies by getting hit by a milk truck. He almost gets hit by, and then does wackily get hit by another one right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just car magnets. And he almost oh, he gets did. hit by the car when he's jaywalking at the end of the movie too. It's almost like drivers yeah. have it out for him, like ten points for the fat guy. I mean, I mean, I would. Now, to be fair, he did get technically hit by a car when he got kicked by a horse, but the car he hit the car. So. Yeah, he hit the car. The car didn't hit him, and that was his own car. <laughs> that was his car. Yeah. That- okay, that makes it way funnier. But Aaron, he doesn't care. He's going double parm. What? Double palm. That's what he says when he comes back into the hotel room. He's like, honey, I don't care. I'm going double parm. What? I don't know what that means. I think it's it means that he's getting a double helping of Parmesan on whatever it is he's going to Oh, uh, okay. So he's going to be fat. I thought it was a double Yeah, palm, basically. Like when you, oh, and his, he's double hand in his dick. His his. His photo on his on his daughter's phone is lit, makes his hairline look like Danny DeVito's. Yeah, and also I actually noticed that um his the picture he has of or she has of his of him, it's the shirt that he has on when he goes to Vegas. Does she change his fucking picture that often? Yeah, and he like he he's wearing like you know the fish tank or like the aquarium shirt that he wears and the fucking fanny pack. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that shirt that he has yeah. on in Yeah. And then also right after that she gets a call from the valet guy that that likes her and she Jet has a picture lame. of him. Yeah, Lane. Yeah, she has a she picture has a, of him and it's like a headshot, like a smiley. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. What the fuck is that? Like I hope to one day be an actor even though I couldn't get my GED for four times. Four times a charm. No, <laughs> really, no it actually took four times cuz I'm a fucking idiot. I park cars for a living and I can't really do that. Yeah, man. And then, okay, but I do like when Paul Blart actually does or uses his intelligence. Like when he comes in dripping wet and the not security guard is offering him a towel and he's like, that isn't a standard color and you're not old enough to be a security guard. So you work for the bad guy. Yeah. And okay. no, I, no, no. What it was, was the, the, the buttons were changed 18 years ago and he doesn't look older than whatever 18 plus 18 oh because whatever. they switched the metal for humanitarian reasons i think yeah 18 years ago and the guy doesn't look like he's what 36 yeah something like that because that's what you can start when you're 18 i guess whatever yeah and he's like you're the bad guy and he's like then that villain guy he does the most stupidest thing there are like dozens of people around and he pulls out a gun and then tries to like cover it yeah. up with like one hand like oh yeah he's not like a it's gun not a gun <laughs> Mm. Yeah, he just puts his hand on the the, the like top receiver thing, and he's like, "Ha They'll never, they'll never notice this. And then these other guys go and they're like, "What's that guy doing?" And they're like, "Oh, he's drunk." And he's like, "You should go get him." And he's like, "I will, I will." Why would you there pull was also, out your gun? Everybody could see it. There's so many times when Paul Blart could and should have been shot, like the time when when he is in the. Uh, with the guy eating the brown, the the banana, quote unquote banana, the rot oh. beast. Um, one of the bad guys comes down and he's like, 
what are you doing down here? And pulls a gun on him. And then he does like that stupid Segway thing where he's like, I'm fast on the Segway, but not moving at all. He could have just been like, bam. Okay. He's dead. All right. Well, that, that guy's, that guy's gone. Yeah. Instead, like he, it's, uh, there, there's so many times where it could have just been like, done. Okay. Got him. He's dead. End of the movie. We got him. He's dead. Oh, there is one guy who does get shot. The, um, the, the, this head of security had the head of security of the building. <laughs> Who is now his best buddy. Yeah, who he says, who tells, he tells whatever the girl who's in love with him at the end to go after. And he's crying. And he's crying at the end. And he's like shaming him. He's like, yep, now he's crying. That's a cry. And I'm like, what's so bad with him crying? Isn't that a good thing? That's a cry. I don't understand why he's crying, but he is crying. Because he gets to be with his love. (laughs) Oh, no, he was watching her go away or whatever. Maybe. I, 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 sure. I don't know. I just. Uh, this movie was such a non the villain. entity. It was the, so fucking vacant. The villain and him have the crazy off. Oh, the crazy off where he's like, look, I'm so crazy that I have two different eye colors. <laughs> oh, and you know that whole. Uh, okay, one of my least favorite things from a writing perspective is they have like that line that you know totally isn't a throwaway about the villain. He's just like, "What? What's that you got there? Oh, an oatmeal cookie. Throw it away. I'm allergic. <laughs> I'm deathly allergic." <sighs> and then the the Blatant daughter foreshadowing. Yeah, the daughter has oatmeal cream lotion that just spreads on his face and he immediately gets like the black plague, like boils the size of fists just sprout out of his face. Deathly alert. Does he die? There's no way that guy isn't dead. That guy's fucking dead. He's dead. She killed a man. She killed him. The the, one of the lines I like where it was like, I bring an electric guitar to a pumpkin fight and I win. And he's just like, wait, now you actually lost me there for a second. What was that crazy off? I don't understand why. Oh, wait. Yeah, I wrote down a bunch of that dialogue. Let me see. Oh, good. What was my fantastic dialogue? Oh, yeah. Um, Hold on. Oh, he's. Paul Blart's last night, he says, I will bring a folk guitar to a pumpkin fight because that's the way I was brought up. Yeah. What? (laughs) The fuck does that even mean? It's terrible. They also mentioned the headbutt like he did in the first one. But he doesn't actually do it. Yeah, because this time he knows that it doesn't lead to winning. (laughs) Or nobody wins with a headbutt. Yeah. Oh, and the peacock fight. Remember the peacock fight? The accompanied Uh, one? Was that a peacock? Yeah. It didn't look like it. Oh, I guess it was just a male peacock. And it was like... It's yeah. a terrible, like, the CGI, the puppet, the clear puppet. I think my favorite part of the whole movie is when he closes the door on the guy with a gun still, and you just see yeah. this outline of the mm. bird just mauling, and these off-screen screams just going, Yeah, how, how did, oh, I did love that scene just because the yeah. piano guy is just like, you guys, you guys are doing that over there. I'm keep giving piano. a baby old head smile and a head nod. Yeah, he's like, yeah, man, you fighting that fucking peacock. Because I've been playing this piano alone yeah, in this building. Yeah, that's just happening. Yeah. Yeah, you ever play for an empty room? But I I think that's the hotel's biggest attraction. Playing for an empty room? Yeah. You get to be the piano player if you go there? My intro. I just want to play to an empty room. That's what I want to do. That's my dream job. Sounds like a new poem. You mean being a mall cop too isn't your dream job? No, I want to play to an empty room. 
What do I want to play? Craps. Wait, you're going to be taking a shit? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to shit in an empty room. (laughs) And then leave. And then hide in the corner and see who finds it. (laughs) Aaron, you're going to play craps while having the shits. Mm. While taking a craps. Wait, Aaron, the room is empty. There's nowhere for you to hide, nor hide the shit. Well, no, there's like, they could be like houseplants or something. Are you just going to buy houseplants to (laughs) bury your shit in? No, no, no. I'm going to leave the shit in the middle of the room, hide behind the houseplants, and see who finds it. Because no one's going to That's going to take you a long time, because if nobody's there, then it's going to take a long time for somebody to come in and be like, hmm, what's that smell? Ew, poo. And you're like, ha, gotcha. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm going to do. What? <laughs> you found my poo. <laughs> it's a new series this fall on ABC. <laughs> the ultimate the prank poo? video. I sat in the middle of a room and waited to see who found it. Ha, you found it. That's my poo on the ground. <laughs> and you're like, that's my good carpet. You. That's, that's my Ming Dynasty rug, yo. What the hell? And then I just run the fuck away like, ah, pooped on your carpet. And that's it. That's that's the uh, that's the show. I may be a producer on this show, but I don't like it anymore. I don't like having poo on my rugs. Yeah. That's supposed to be for charity. (laughs) Or sofa itty. Or a follow-up commercial for OxyClean commercials. Did you just get your rug shat on? <laughs> hey, Billy Mays here with the new shit on OxyClean. Wait, shit on? Yeah. So you shit on the OxyClean? Yes. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> it reacts to the chemicals in your shit. So it comes with a, it goes with a deeper clean. <laughs> deeper I can say, yeah. Deep in your ass. Yeah, sure. Yeah, talking about buttholes. And speaking of... Uh, oh, and not speaking of, but, you know, the peacock fight... I think that that yeah. just kind of demonstrates like how highly valued animal-driven post-production CGI violence is to Happy Madison. They just need it everywhere. Yeah, like, like deers I don't, urinating on stuff. I don't do this, but I do ride kick. Oh, he would be dead. He would be so yeah. dead. Yeah, I did like him. His face when he was walking up to the cop. Where he's like, hello, mm. smolder, smolder. That shitty face that's just like, mm. his face like scrunches up in a weird face. Like a duck face. And he's like, mm. yeah, like a man duck face, but worse. Ugh. And it only did that just like the previous movie, you know. Yeah. Callback. Can't have your own new jokes in a <laughs> sequel. Ugh. That'd be dumb. And okay, so do they keep priceless paintings in Vegas casinos? Yes, they. I know that they like a lot of hotels will have very valuable artwork, um, but they'll have it displayed in a way that um, you can't just be touching it. You can't put a USB in it and take it. Yeah, like they'd have it to where it's. Um, well, unless you show your NSA ID badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your what? NSA uh, uh, USB stick. Yeah, I'm here to investigate the, uh, what's the most valuable thing here? Oh, that piece. I'm here to investigate that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so here's how they steal stuff. There's a guy who pretends to be cleaning a garbage can. <laughs> the garbage can opens and there's a replica of the thing they're going to take, if it's like a statue. Then the guy puts the USB stick in the something pedestal no he takes it out no he puts it in and then they switch him and then he takes it out so the usb is to deactivate pressure wait i think i think they did say something like that but they Mm. mentioned a thermal lance like that they would use two thermal lances at the same time 
that, to cut the glass. That was yeah. That was for the um the last painting, the Van Gogh or whatever. Oh, for the painting that he gets out when he flies the drone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's like, I'm gonna take uh, something of yours. Yeah, and that's where he gets the guy with the Van Gogh and tasers him twenty times. Yes. Uh huh. So the the valet guy, whatever his name is, what's his name again? Lane. Lane. Yeah. So Lane has a party in the same suite. Oh god. As the bad guys are. Okay. And so their door is open. Here's here's how they actually explain it. The um housekeeping, they have parties in rooms that high rollers or like the people who are like comped because they spend a lot of money on gambling in the casino. Right. When they check out, they party in there before it's actually cleaned up. So that makes sense. But that they're in the presidential suite and they like because the bad guy hasn't checked out. I don't know why that room like that whole suite is occupied. If like wouldn't they be like, yeah, we're still in here if they're planning on doing a heist and staying yeah, in the, not to mention, of the room. Not to mention it's a party. How did they not go? Huh? I hear the sounds of a party. In the in the fucking suite, let's go look. I see. How I, they not hear them? I hear a poorly sound designed party. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Oh God. Speaking of poor sound design, especially in the hall fight. During the hall fight, they break like a ton of like vases and stuff, and it's just like clang. You broke a vase. Clang. Like it just sounds like shit. Not to mention the Wilhelm scream. Dude, someone gets thrown against the wall and it's just, ah! Like, not even like, it's not even like a guy in the background and really quiet. It's like the point of that shot is to like, well, I could put the Wilhelm scream over it. We're so funny when we deploy that thing that people recognize. I fucking hate the Wilhelm scream. Fuck you. Aaron, you have been amazingly on track. I know. I'm I'm proud of you. I, I, I went from like nothing to, to, to talking yeah about this movie instead of trying to get out of it okay and what was okay accepted my fate okay what was the point of having paul blart get startled and punch an old woman oh she was totally cool with it that was actually hilarious she's like it's okay i startled you i deserve it no it was my fault that was actually fucking hilarious i'm not gonna lie and he's just like oh do you need like medical attention or anything and she's just like no it just shifts the focus away from my arthritis like what what and then he leaves and she's like, would you like turn down service? And he's like, no, that's okay. And no, he's like, turn down for what? That's exactly what I was thinking when she said that. I'm like, turn, turn down for what? <laughs> it's turn down for joke. It's turned down for whom? Turn down for neighbors. Turn down for whom? Next to you. Yeah. Turn down for whom? Turn down for whom? Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the song. I just know that they say turn down for what? I don't know what either. I don't know what they turn down for. Turn down for. <laughs> well, no, they don't turn it down because that's the point of the song. Yeah, but like, I know, but like, they sh- should be courteous neighbors. But you see, because the- they live next to people. They rap autist peoples and they have living boobs and dickles. They have living boobs and dickles, do they now? <laughs> yeah, whereas like dancing on their owns is Oh, so dancing on their owns. Have means you not seen the music have... video? Of course not. 
dude, I wish I could play it right now. How could? Why would I watch music videos of songs I don't like? I listen to Dracula rock operas, fucker. <laughs> I know. I was in the car. You're welcome. <laughs> it's fucking Dracula rock operas with Jorn Landa. He's a fantastic art singer. Singist. He's a singist. A singist. Song singer. And song. Okay. I didn't realize that a robbery or like a heist could be more boring than this movie. Like stealing art, like just made me even appreciate like the lesser ones, like Oceans Twelve, or like the really like low, like budget heist ones. Because this is yeah. just so low stakes and boring. It's almost as boring as like the art, like thief plot in uh, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Oh God, yeah. Like there's that. Um there's normally there's a there's a time where they'd be like, hey, the security of the building caught us and we killed a guy and stowed him here instead of like like there's no there's they never get caught ever except by Paul Blart. Normally it's like do 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 random security guy. Hey, how's it going? What are you guys doing? Kill kill. But instead in this movie, it's like, yeah, we got we got the art. Oh, yeah. And they capture Lane and fatty Mexican lady, and they're like, take them to the helipad. Like, why? Yeah, why? Where are you going to take them to? <laughs> they don't know your identity or anything. They're just like, oh, shit, you guys have gone to see you. I, I should have turned around. My bad. Yeah. Also, that's that's the scene where um, they're stuck in a room, and the door that they're trying, they're like, this door's locked. The door's made out of glass. And you have a heavy object you could easily break it with. But instead, it's like Lane gives her a snow globe that lights up. And she's like, well, if we break the snow globe, there's these copper wires. And I carry an extra phone battery because my dad makes me so I can short circuit this here, uh, this here door key card lock. Instead of just being like, I have a snow globe that's made out of glass. Break. Wait, why did how Away! did the, the, <laughs> the battery fit into the key card slot is the part that pissed me off. Oh, you know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, they did it. Oh yeah, that's how. That's how they did it. They just did it. Yeah, I do like uh-huh. the. Uh, I do like conceptually, like MacGyvering your way out of that. Like how, yeah, like not the I, whole fork in the road thing, like that Blart does later. He's like, we've got a fork in the road. Oh, that was awful. The one thing I did like in MacGyvering was the key to the uh, Segway. Where he yeah. grabs like the paperclip, <laughs> the rubber band, and the Hershey's Kiss. Oh, I, I, I hate that. This, I, what? I love that. I I didn't. It was it was all right. I didn't hate that. Where he's just like he makes the key out of the paper band of the the, the paper band, the paperclip, and the rubber band, and then he slowly unwraps the kiss, the Hershey's Kiss, and then eats it and just throws it away. Like it looks like he's gonna use the tin foil for something. He's no. just fat. <laughs> and he's also stupid. He when he finally I wish that he would have like deduced it faster. Um his daughter comes to it before him and I remember writing down the timestamp. He's like, they're stealing art while touching a priceless painting in the lobby of a casino, might I add. And I'm like, yep. oh, it only took him an hour and four minutes and an an hour and a half movie to figure that out. Yeah, it only took uh two thirds of the movie. More There's than two thirds. The- well, he's also, fu- he's all, I mean, he is an idiot, especially the part where he's like, my daughter isn't in my room. Call security. She must be kidnapped. Yeah, she missed one call for me. She must be dead by now. Yeah, gotta get him on this. Like, what the uh, fuck was that? Uh, and I'm going to figure this out, even though there are differences between us. Differences? Duh. <laughs> <sighs> 
and the oh, bad, and the movie. bad guys like don't seem to want to be hidden at all. They pull their guns out everywhere. Like they're just like, oh, oh, yeah. got a problem? Pull a gun. Mm. Stub your toe? Pull a gun. Fuck got- that vase. <laughs> Stub your neighbor's toe. Like- grab two guns. Yeah, I didn't like this pie. Kill pie. <laughs> Kill. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, also, that reminds me, once again, the sound effects, mm. the sound effects of the silenced guns are just like, ding, ding, like, they don't sound like anything. It doesn't sound like a silenced pistol, uh, or suppressed pistol, whatever the fuck you want to call it, just goes, pew, 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 sounds like a, like a child making laser gun sounds. Okay, speak, <sighs> and going to the action sequence in the theater, the Cirque du Soleil thing, this only made me just appreciate the one in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation that much more. Which one? You know the one in uh, the opera in Mission Impossible 5 that came out this summer? Oh yeah, that was awesome. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, that's a where that's you, a masterful sequence in that where movie. Where they have the, where the they have the sniper lady in the tower that's on stage and then the guy in the rafters and then like the guy in the control room and yeah. Did you see it, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking good. That was awesome. Yeah. And then it's this, and then it's this one where it's just like Cirque du Soleil's happening and he's fat, but put uh, wings on his back and stumbles on. And that's it. And then, oh, oh yeah. And all the security guards are in there. And when he leaves, everyone's clapping like, oh, it's even better with the fat guy. Oh, what the fuck? Paul Blart 2, fat guy ruined it. The fat guy ruined it. (laughs) I want to just insert that into random scenes. I would just like Like to commemorate this film to showing me something I had not seen before, which is someone getting peacocked to death. That is true that I've never seen someone get peacocked to death, especially like in shadows. That's pretty impressive in shadows. (laughs) Peacock. Wait, what was the piano guy still in that room? When he gets peacocked? Probably. So, what? So does the the guy, the peacock, the, the piano guy just watch the guy get murdered? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, he watched Paul Blart get murdered. Well, mauled. Paul Blart mauled cop? Mauled cop. Oh, yeah, if he just gets killed by a bear. <laughs> that'd be great. Paul Blart bear cop. Paul Blart bear cop. That's, a, that's just the gay porn version. <laughs> He's a bear and he has sex with Ben because he wants to. That's it. And it's in a security room. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the, the casting. That's, cast. that's, that's that's the movie where they have the sex. You're welcome. Please stop making eye contact with me when you say all that. Talking about a gay porno. Just glaring at you weirdly. What the fuck else happens in this movie? Uh, well, they have the, uh, final scene and then there's the, she, wait, so there's like oatmeal and that cream that she has and she like rubs it on yep. bad guy and like, does, do allergic reactions work that fast? Because in like two seconds he has like, yeah, he has a melted face and boils the size of fists on him. Yeah. He, he looks like one of the uh, people from the first hunger games that gets like stung on every orifice on their body by tracker jackers. And then it's just like, ah. Yeah, or just <laughs> or like one of, one of the melty zombies from uh, uh, Planet Terror. Yeah. Oh, where he his dick is falling off, and he's, yeah, like, he's like, "I'm, I'm gonna, gonna finish." I'm gonna finish. <laughs> yep, I love that part. 
Um, what's more distressing is how they get over to the other side of the building. Oh, or God, to the yeah. other building because the bad guys actually get in the helicopter and they just fly to the ne- the neighboring. They don't get away. They just fly to the neighboring fucking hotel. They don't like. Let's go land in a heliport or like anywhere that's not right next to here. No, they're just like, we're going to go to that one over there. It's right there. So we're going to go to it. And then some dude, I don't know who. It's a security guy that got drunk and passed out when he's. Oh, yeah. Where he's weirdly hitting on a girl. We'll talk about that in a second. He's supposed to be the keynote guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he gets too drunk and passes out. He's like, I heard you could use some backup. Yeah. That so, but anyway, the way they get over to the other uh, thing is he just walks in and he's like, I got a grappling gun. And then they just use it because you just have those. So he grappling guns over and he gets stuck halfway, which he would have like fallen. He's too fat for that. Yeah, he'd die. There, how did he get a knot in a grappling gun? And it's still fired. Yeah. Yeah. What? Whatever. It doesn't matter. So the, the scene where the guy who's supposed to be keynote speaking He's like hitting on this girl and the girl's le- or the, the lady's just like, no, nope, don't go away, please. Just please go away. And then Paul Blart comes up and he's like, you need to take down this wall you're putting up. He's actually a really nice guy. Like, the f- what? I'm sorry. I overreacted. Yeah, and she agrees. When you become a woman expert all of a sudden. What the fuck? That's weird. That scene bothered the shit out of me. And can we also talk about the awful uh, always bet on Blart, which is clearly like a ripoff tribute to Passenger 57. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a it's a Wesley Snipes action film. And he's like, you ever play roulette? And he's like, let me give you a bit a piece of advice. Always bet on black because he's a black guy. Yeah. And and it's cool because Wesley Snipes said it. Yeah, that's true. Well, also the way when they shot that, it looked like it was shot after the movie was. Did it? It did because it was like a shot towards his face on the ground. It looks like we need a pickup shot. We need him to say something cool. Let's just uh, say it. Oh, it might on part. Okay, we're done. Like it didn't have any anything to it. It looked like an afterthought. Especially how it was edited in. It looks like it was just like, we need a thing here. Let's just paste it in here. and eh, It's fine. He says, always bet on Blart. Man, I love when realistic Photoshop sounds sneak their way into the sound booth. Yeah. Oh, Cameron, did did you, see, did you notice all the um, security grates? Because those are some great Photoshop pictures. Oh, the security what? crates with the uh, the logo on them? You know, the security pictures, like the pictures of past great security guards at the conference when he gives the speech. And the first one looks like Zhang Wu, like master of Kung Fu. Yeah, it looks like a white guy with like a Fu Manchu, but the Fu Manchu's clearly photoshopped on his face and the background's photoshopped. And then there's like grown up or tall, gross Gary Coleman and like a like a serial rapist, like a guy who looks like I can't stop raping. <laughs> like it, the, he's got like a double chin and he looks like he's in a prison jacket. Like, uh, I, uh. that was a thing that I noticed in the background. I had to point out the guy on the left there because that was amazing. That yeah, was pretty great. Why was he wearing yellow? Like, it, yeah, that's not like a security looked, color. And it looked like his face had just mustard stains. Just, hello. 
May I help securitize you? Here, let me use these these prop guns that melt cheese to st- to stick you to the wall. Oh God, the the, the cum guns. Yeah, the cum cannons stuck to the floor. <laughs> it looked like CGI from like 1993's Page Master or Flubber. I think uh, the Mortal, like I think Flubber. the Mortal Kombat movie has better CGI than that is. It, I'm sure it did. God, that looked like garbage. You know what else? It, look- okay. My favorite part of the movie is this last part where he drops his daughter off at UCLA where all of her yep. predetermined college generic friends are. Oh, yeah. Who are they? They're, it's in California. She doesn't know anybody They're there. Like, and they oh. wave her over. It's just like, hello, there's a new person here. Come Aaron. on over and join this group. Aaron, it's Happy Madison. Part of the uh, production was probably financed by a casino and UCLA. <laughs> probably. It's probably like, you should come to Vegas and UCLA. Here, have money. <laughs> And he's wearing the shirt, and there's like this this uh, um, woman riding by in uniform, yeah, horse on a cop. horse. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna. Hmm. She's like, oh you just boy. jaywalked in a business district. That's gonna be a fine. And he's like, Are you sure you can't make an exception? It's officer. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Thought I, I thought I'd recognize the steely eyed gaze of a fellow brother in arms. <sighs> he's like, and then he's like. You're still giving me a ticket? She's like, no, I'm giving you my number. Let's go get drinks sometime. And then he's like, yeah. And then he slaps the horse's ass being like, I ride too. Bam. The horse kicks him and he dies. And then it's the end of the movie. You wish. I do. He died. It was the end of the movie though. It was. Yeah, it's true. She she leans over him and is like, are you okay? And he's like, no, but this is the best moment of my life because I want to like, I'll enjoy you. Because you're like the other fat lady I wanted to be in my life. She did look like a more American version of his uh, previous wife. His previous, previous wife? Yeah. The one on the donkey. Cheers. Because she's on a horse. It was a donkey a or a mule. Grotesque. Yeah, I know. In the first, the first Oh, yeah, one, that's right. I, is that That's what I'm saying. It just looks like a more American uh, cop version of her. Just less uh, monstery, less Jabba. Oh, me punish this horse. Yeah, no, that's right. Anyway, so uh, and then he CGI gets kicked in the face by a horse and he's like, she's like, oh, my God, are you OK? And he's like, I've never been worse, but I've never been better. Uh, yeah, that's the line. And I've never been better. Ding. Because the fuck happened with you. I can't baby. feel my legs, but I'm in love. Oh, boy. I hope my genitals still work. I hope my bits still go doing. I hope my bits still get in. I hope I have the genitals enough working power for your genitals. Do your genitals work? Let's find out together. As a group. As a group? (laughs) With the horse, yeah. Yeah, as a group. I got a group on for genital workings. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. 50 genital workings. Should we render our verdicts for uh, Paul? Yeah, Mart- I think that's Paul about it. Is there anything else we're forgetting? Nope. I literally that brought up matter. everything I wanted to. All right. Good. Because I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I thought this one would be way better than the first one. It was at first. We got our hopes up. Yeah, the first five minutes was great where it's like, yeah, he got divorced in the first six days and then his mom died by a milk truck and then it got boring. Then the movie got shit. Ugh. Oh, no. Hold on. There was one more thing. The guy who passes out when the, he slaps him to wake him up, 
the fuck does he say? Oh yeah, we use the iPad. Yeah, he's that like civil up with <laughs> the powers to be or something. I don't know what the fuck he said. Do you, do you remember that scene, Cameron, where the, where he the one? Where, oh yeah, the one where he gets told that he will be uh, keynote speaking that night instead because the guy passed out. I I do remember. I remember him like pacing around the waiting room. Yeah, well, they, he tries to. Um, uh, the woman tries to slap the guy awake, and he's like. Sepulpus or something like he just says some weird shit and I tried we watched it like three times being like the fuck is he saying so I wanted to know oh and then that weird long like minute of the the couple staring back at each other being oh, yeah. like yeah the one's gesturing to the other one and Paul's blood's his eyes are just going back and forth just like uh just like a minute of staring back and forth being like it's gonna him. He can. He I put can, my stare you know, back and forth. We we put our stares back and forth. Oh yeah, and that's the and that's the, also the scene where he's like, "Your lip is sweating. Your, your lip it's it's sweating. Your lip is sweating." And then he closes the door, and she's like, "I'm not hitting on him. I don't like him." There okay. was okay. There was one last moment that I kind of liked when he was like, uh, leaning over the desk towards the uh, the guy the first concierge oh yeah and he's like his whole gut is just on the the counter and he's like leaning over and he's like closer closer yeah closer yeah and he's he's it cuts to a shot behind him and he's like scrambling onto it like (laughs) anyway people sound like yep Uh, that's it does this movie belong in the catastrophe section sean no nope oh sean go oh well i mean i guess you already answered for me aaron so you know well it's your opinion my opinion yeah uh does this did you enjoy watching this does this piece of garbage shit movie belong in the catastrophe section yeah i'm gonna have to give this a tentative no because it's not entertaining no nope aaron no nope no 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 it doesn't not in the catastrophe section it belongs in the garbage maybe burn it I'm part of a pyre like a book burning but for Paul Blart Paul Blart book pyre I would just simply say no so that's one one for Sean one for me and fifty four and counting for Aaron. Yeah, so it does belong in the catastrophe section. All right. No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't go in the catastrophe <laughs> section. Yeah, nope, bad. I thought that's how that worked. No. No. Oh. Nope. Mm. Has to be Those that we watchable. like bad. Like, if they're good, bad, we let Right, them right. So now we're at 58 for air. Yeah. Yeah, more than that. Okay. All right. Anyway. So don't watch it. Guess. All right. So this, this, bleh, hold on. Let me pull up the Rotten Tomatoes page for the consensus, and then we're going to start a new thing where we read reviews from Metacritic. Yeah, positive reviews from Metacritic. Okay, so Uh, Aaron, Sean, this movie was critically received rather negatively. What was the percentage? Two. Uh, Ah, crap. Eight? Uh, Like in between. Six. Five. Five. It's five. Yay! Five percent. Uh, two, three fresh, and fifty-two rotten. 
Oh, boy. Yeah, the, the consensus reads, bathed in flop sweat and bereft of purpose. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 strings together fat shaming humor and segue sight gags with uniformly unfunny results. Yeah. Anything that starts with bathed in flop sweat is a good review. Yep. <laughs> or and bereft of purpose. Yeah, I mean it is. There's I mean, no reason for this. Yeah, movie. audience score: thirty-six uh, percent liked it, based on an average of two point seven out of five, with the user ratings being uh, thirty-six thousand three hundred ninety-five. Anyway, let's move on to the ooh, some ooh. There's yeah. some good ones here. Oh, there's always good ones in Metacritic. Okay, so uh, Apricot. Uh, one, two, three on when the movie came out, wrote the scenes where Paul Blart mall cop was on the segue were comedic gold. Paul Blart is one of those movies. You might have to see twice invite the family because they will enjoy this lighthearted film. The movie was very silly yet made us and the theater laugh continuously. The young daughter has the best expressions as her father overcompensates in his mall cop role. The movie won't win any awards, but it is very entertaining. 10 out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, ooh. Did you just say 10 out of 10? Yeah, no, that was a positive review. They liked it. They're uh, wrong. Uh, Obviously, this person is just like, my, di- my dog can watch it and recognizes that there are people on screen. Like, it's one of those kind of reviews. Oh, I've I got this, one. I put this on when the dog's home alone, so it thinks people are still here. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> this says they should make ISIS terrorists watch this movie on repeat until they cough up the information. <laughs> wait, zero the out information. Of zero zero wait, out of ten. Wh- wait, what information? The information. Is there only one information? I don't know. I yes. guess they haven't. What? What? <laughs> Make cough up the information. Yeah, cough up the information. All these ISIS guys that we've apparently captured need. We have the information we need to get, and we're gonna get the information. There's only one, and we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Ooh. You're gonna get it. Ooh, I love this one. Uh, have you ever? This one reads as quote. Have you ever thrown up in your mouth? Remember when your grandfather soiled his depends and how embarrassed everyone felt for him? Remember when you put down your most beloved pet? Paul Blart 2 is worse than that. Sequels (laughs) seek to make money. There's some weird justice when you go to see a sequel. You never get over your first meth high. You're always chasing it. Thinking of going to see Paul Blart 2? Save your money and go online and Google meth addicts before and after. The after Ouch. will be you coming out of two. Just say no. One out of ten. <laughs> Wait, one? It couldn't be a zero? Well, I mean, that's a pretty good drug, so I guess I'd have to give it a one for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do remember when my grandpa sold his Depends, I guess. <laughs> and how great it was to put down my family pet. <laughs> what? Oh, why? Are, why? Are, hold on. Why are they called Depends? Oh, because you have to depend on them. To no, I know. Your- right. But that's what it's supposed to be like. It's like, am I getting a shit to pay today? Depends. Where am I going to eat? Like, what? I guess. Depends on if I shit or not. Like, <laughs> Aaron. Depends on if I'm stuck in a movie. Sean yeah. does. There's right. a there's a few more that I want to get through. All right. 
Oh, this one's my favorite. Uh, the parts with Paul Blart being fat were the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were they? If so I could every get, shot. If I. What could, do you mean? <laughs> if I could give it a fifteen out of ten, I would. Better than the first with more finesse and comedic value. True cinematic masterpiece. 10 out of 10. Oh, Jesus. Every scene where he was fat. So every scene that he's in? What? Well, maybe the part where maybe they're shooting him from the back. Yeah, then you get to see his ass. Oh, and this one, aptly named Paul Fart Mauled Cop, M-A-U-L-E-D. Just the ads alone get it a big fat zero. Too bad he can't get Leah Ramini, I have no idea who that is, to do one with him because by himself and out of his stand-up shows, he sucks. The laughter he hears is <laughs> one gets away from people seeing him naked. The line comedy isn't pretty is right, but it doesn't have to be uglier than a snaggletooth mangy dog. I don't know. Maybe him being naked would have made this movie better. See his dong? Uh, yeah. Like, wouldn't it? Uh, what if he was just randomly naked in the scene? Not for any oh reason. God. Okay. He was just was. This one's clearly a joke. Of course. Most this of was the biggest sure. piece of shit I've seen in my life. After this movie was over, I attempted suicide and then beat my wife brutally. Kevin James is fat. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Kevin James is fat. You're right. Gotta get, he's got to at least give that a four. That's ridiculous. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I'm going to give this movie Oh, this is so ten good. Out of ten. Yeah. Ooh, here's one. Okay. Paul Blart's small, Smart Blart 3, The Awakening, was the best movie I've seen since Grown Up 7. Good thing Master Kevin James is such a co great comical genius. I laughed until I started bleeding to death and went to the hospital. Such fun movie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, people had a fucking field day. He's a fat guy movie. I mean, we probably do need to do Grown Ups eventually. Don't. We have to. Don't. It's on the list. It's on the list? Of course it's on the list. I mean, grown ups. I know it was I don't know. It was okay. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? It was alright. What? It was alright. What? Yeah. Get out. The second one wasn't that good. Of course it wasn't. It was alright. Oh my god. <laughs> oh guys, guys, I found one that's really funny. So this review is from user Kevin underscore James. And it says I was very impressed by this film. Indeed, the movie presented itself as a lighthearted comedy, but I saw through that to the milky nougat inside. The relationship between Paul and his wife was very dark, and I saw parallels to my own. I will never what? forget Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. This may have been Kevin James's best work yet. What a national treasure. 10 out of 10. Okay, so Aaron, uh... Yeah. Well, the Razzies haven't happened for this year, but this movie was nominated for some awards, not Razzies. What kind uh, of awards yeah. was it nominated for? Uh, worst shitting of a movie. Uh, teen Choice Awards for choice, for choice Movie Comedy, Choice Comedy Actor Kevin James, and Choice Movie Actress Raina Rodriguez. Is that the, the child? <laughs> This movie currently has a 4.4 on IMDb. Out of 10? Yeah, it should have less, yes. obviously. Uh, okay. And let's Five see, the director, average. Andy Fickman, 
Fuck has also directed. He directed. She's the man. Bad. The game plan with the rock race to Witch mountain. Also with the rock, uh, something called you again, parental guidance, Paul Blart mall cop two and some TV and a bunch of TV episodes. Yeah. The writer, as I mentioned before, wrote, let's see, he was a writer on in living color. Sabrina, the teenage witch king of Queens. Uh, Paul Bart. He wrote Paul Bart mall cop zookeeper was on two and a half men writing. Oh, oh, oh boy. Paul Bart. It's mall funny cop. because man. Yeah. So yeah, great stuff. So finally this guys, this movie cost a certain amount of money to make. How much did it cost to make? Uh, they probably spent around 80, 50, how much? 50. How much? I'm guessing 80 doubling the last ones a, a little bit less than Aaron, less than Sean. 28, 20 again. Did they really just spend 20 on this? Did they really just spend 20 on this. It's an Adam Sandler formula. So probably, probably it's a third. It cost $30 million to make. How much did it gross? Oh God, please. Like 15, 96, 15. I'm guessing low. No, 43, 43. It grossed, uh, it grossed $71 million in, uh, domestically and grossed 36 and a half overseas for a total of so $107,534,026. dollars <sighs> Aaron, it's a formula. Adam Sandler movies always make the same. I like, know. For some reason. Why do people keep stop? Stop watching these. How does it make twenty? How does it cost twenty million? That's it costs easy. Thirty million. It's cheap. You kidding me? Yeah, thirty. 30. Yeah, that sounds really expensive. No, that's not mm. for a movie. It's cheap. Well, most of it was paid for by Vegas, UCLA, and Segways. Yep. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, they got a tax credit from uh, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably no, they, for Vegas and California. They really only had to pay Kevin James a lot of money. Everyone else was just kind of like, you get, you know, a couple grand. <laughs> Seriously, like nobody's going to get paid that much for this. They had to pay. Oh, and uh, they, I'm sure they got paid by Cirque du Soleil because there was an advertisement for them in it. And Mini Kiss. I doubt Mini Kiss paid them for that. Advertisement. Not, probably not paid, but they were in it for free. Sure. Because then it's like, hey, free advertising. We're Kiss, but we're small. That's what it is. That's it. Told you we should have played Beth. <laughs> Not now, Gary. Or whatever. Yeah. And there wasn't a Dunkin' Donuts in sight in this movie. What the hell? I was surprised that there wasn't uh, fat guy food as much. That is that is what was been missing in this, is more fat jokes. Because the best part of the first one was the nacho monster just devouring nachos, being like... <laughs> Like that was the best part because it was like it's supposed to be fat jokes, but it's not even fat jokes. Most of them are just like he's kind of, I mean, you know, it's kind of fat. It's not like he eats 40 pumpkins a day and shits them out at night and then just doesn't stop. Like it's not a I don't know. It just doesn't work. <sighs> anyway, shall we move into our final segment, gentlemen? Well, these bad movies have a certain poetry to them, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes, I would say. I think we'll we'll have to, uh, we gotta, well, the, the catastrophe section has uh, gotta go on break for a quick moment. Let's, uh, let's have a quick interlude from the uh, poetry cast. The poetry yes. corner. Yeah. 
Let, in fact, let's go there now. I'm warming up. Hold on, baby. Yeah, it's okay, man. Hold on. Uh, um, uh, are you ready yet? Yes, I'm ready. We're talking about today. We're talking about pay And uh, we have a special guest with us. Oh, h- hello. Hello there. What is your name, young man? My name is um, Aaron uh, Fertleforth. Aaron Fertleforth. I hear you've written a new book. The title My Speech Impediment is My Foot. Yeah, that that is correct. Um, I I wrote a new a new book series here recently. Um, it it really is delving deep into some of the issues that we have in America today about uh, speech impediments mm. and how it can be directly related, you know, to your foot. Uh, it it's really like a foot and mouth sort of situation. Yes. So. Well, if we wouldn't mind, if we could read the title poem, uh, the the poem that uh, with the same title as the book for us on air that would be uh, wonderful um yeah no i actually have um i have a signed copy right here for you guys for when we're excellent um so i'll go ahead and i'll I'll just read that out to you please do okay i have here a stumbling of my words i stumble over myself and my foot i find it hard to speak when i walk with my two feet my speech impediment is my foot Mm, yes, it's very provocative. Uh, that was um, that was one of the things that we were trying to go for. Is that impediments can still be said. Now, who's we? Do you have a rising partner? Um, it was actually uh, my publisher and mine's ideas for this. Oh, okay. He helped to write that baby. Um, no, I I wrote that. I just have to run it by them. So, oh, like the title itself. Okay, yeah, right. I understand publishing. Uh, <laughs> Well, that was a treat. And for you listeners today, I've been keeping up with my parent journal. You see, I had a dream last night. I dreamt a dream of peanut butter. And the peanut butter was everywhere. Let me read you the poem. That was, uh, the, it was uh, inspired by my peanut butter dream. Here we go. This is titled Once Upon a Time Ago. And it starts with this stanza. Once upon a time ago, we fell upon the pile of go. We ate the face of many souls and dreamt of dreams of peanut butters. One day we fall into the holes. If we get up and we fall in. If you can't be bad, they put it back by the falling into the hole. The peanut bottle feeding in the flesh of the heart. The pies coming out for the win. Thank you. Would you guys, do you have any feedback for me? Um, how how long does it normally take one, uh, a master of yourself, to write such poems? That was about a minute. Took you about a minute, huh? That was inspired by a dream. Hmm. 
Mm. Very true. If I'm just coming up with one off the top of my head, like trying to write one instead of just letting what happens to be, it usually takes about 30, 40 minutes. Oh, I see. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I have a new book. Oh. All of you. And you're not just released one, but I'm a very quick poemist. That's why I have the show, actually. It's because I write a lot of poems. Poetry Corner requires poems. I write a lot of poems. My new book is titled That Time You Went to the Store and I Was There. Now available on Audible and books. And what books are we'll find if you watch that movie? It's not a movie, it's a book of poems. <laughs> and that'll do it for the bonus score. We'll go back to the possessions. We'll see you next time. The bonus score, the bonus score. It's a good thing. I bankrupt myself. I'm glad you support it. If you feel like supporting bonus score, boy, you can buy a t shirt in our shop. If you go to bonusscore.org, you can go to We have bugs and cozies. We have. Uh, a couple of other jackets. You can buy jackets that have limits with all of them. So please support the show, Poetry Corner. It'll be good. Poetry Corner is a, is a co-production of National Public Radio. Amen, because I am here, but it's a surprise. It's probably Anyway, now let's move into our final segment. What's on our radar this week? Sean, what's on your radar this week? Well, like most of America, I bought Fallout 4, and that has been an absolute delight. So did I. It's, it's great. All, everybody needs to play it, regardless of like the few quirks it has. Um, Lots. <laughs> um, I got a... It was on the Black Friday sale, so I got Hateful Boyfriend, which is that pigeon dating sim. And I don't care how serious you are of a person. You need to play that, because it's such a treat to sit there and talk to fucking pigeons all day and try and get him to fuck you basically uh i haven't gotten that far yet i'm sure it'll happen i hope so oh boy <laughs> mm, get in that cloaca <laughs> <Dorms. laughs> so oh boy. that's uh besides some games that's my radar this week aaron what's on your radar this week <laughs> all right on my radar uh this week um i found a dracula rock opera it's awesome is that going to be part of our dueling dracula piano bar that we want to open one day of course it is. I mean, why do you think I'm looking at it? Uh, oh, I forgot the name. Hold on. I have it right here. It's, I think it's called The Swing of Death. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Ah! Uh, yeah. Dracula, Swing of Death. It's uh, Jorn Landa, who is a fantastic vocalist, and Trond Holter, who is a fantastic guitarist, and they have a bunch of people in it. But it's those two presents Dracula, Swing of Death. It's ridiculous. He blood fucks a girl in it. And then, you know, it's weird. It's fucking, it's metal, but with Dracula, it's metal with Dracula's in it. And it's fucking silly. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to fuck you. You can't resist me. And she's like, oh no, I'm going to resist you. Uh, I am a Blackula. That's my, yeah, I, I like the Draculas. Aaron, we can have, uh, for our dueling Dracula piano bar, which will happen, people. We could have, oh, it has to. We have, we can have a Blackula versus Dracula. Blood Draculas? Yeah, dueling, yeah, dueling Draculas. Bleh, only one can win. 
Dracula racial supremacy. Isn't that kind of racist a little bit? No, it totally is. Okay, good. The point. Good, good. As long as we're aware that it is, it's fine. Yes. My turn. Your turn. Yeah, Cameron. Okay. All right, fine. Wait, you want me to shit or you want me to tell you what's on my radar? I want you to do your shit. Yes. Um, okay, I'll tell you what's on my radar then. Okay. Uh so oh, so I started watching Jessica Jones on Netflix, the new Marvel series. That's Oh yeah. It's How's really that? Oh, it it's really good. It's very different than uh Daredevil. Daredevil's a bit more like dark and glue like it, this one's dark and gloomy, but it's very in a very different way. It's a lot more psychological. Uh, the bad guy played by uh, one of my favorite actors, David Tennant, is a guy who has the power of persuasion, and he can make people do things that they don't want to do, which is always the power that I always wanted to have, but not like to do for people to do things against their will. It would be like, if I was a lawyer, I'd be like, yeah, you want to vote not guilty, and they'd be like, yeah, not guilty, and I would just make lots of money. I wouldn't like make yeah. people kill each other, but like, so, the best politician. Yeah. But it's like how this, uh, former, former hero opens like her own detective, her own private investigation thing. And he comes back into her life after thinking that he was dead and it's just really good. So check that out. That's on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> also I took Sean's suggestion and watched, uh, the entire first season of master of none. That was really good. Yeah. So did I. Oh yeah. Oh. It's, it's really good. I was going to watch it anyway. Yeah. It's got Aziz in it. Oh, I love Eric uh, from Tim and Eric is in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric Wareheim's in it. Yeah. He's fucking great. Yeah. He's like, no, I was just going to say that my grandma was at, that her grandma was in an internment camp. Continue your song and dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show is funny. But it's just like a really interesting show that has a lot of like sociopolitical stuff, but is also smart. I really like Aziz Ansari's. Oh um, yeah. His his sensibility. I don't like it as much as like a Louie, but it's nice to have like a more upbeat, positive, like Parks and Rec vibe to a show like that in New York than like the gloom and doom of Louie. Yeah, Louie's like, everything's fucking garbage and I hate it. And he's just like, This is a weird thing we do. Yeah, and Louie is Why filled do we do this. Louis is filled with existential dread, whereas like um like, oh, I don't know where I am in life or who I am. Whereas, like, Aziz Ansari is like, I'm curious about things and I care about people. And it's just a bit more upbeat. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, I went and saw Spotlight yesterday. So go see fucking Spotlight. That's amazing. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a movie with Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams, Liev Schreiber, John Slattery, and basically a whole ensemble of really awesome people. Uh, it takes place in 2001. When uh, these special investigative journalists for the Boston Globe uncovered like the massive like sex scandal of the Catholic Church in Boston (laughs) and how when uh, sexual assault allegations would be brought against priests, they would just uh, transfer them away. So criminal assault charges were never like put against them. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. If you like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. If you like all the president's men, the writing's really awesome. Uh, the acting's really superb. So just check that out. It's probably going to be a big Oscar contender. And that's pretty much what's on my radar this week. So yeah, I, I need to see that movie with, um, Brian Cranston where he's that blacklisted, um, Trumbo. Yeah. Trumbo, Trumbo, Trumbo. Is it? Yeah. No. no. What? 
Is it a U or an O? Trumbo or Trombo? Oh no, it's Trumbo, not like trombone. Trumbo. It's it's like gumbo, not trombone. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Just, although okay, cool. Although he might have a tromboner, I don't know. Yeah, because he's aroused and likes the genitals of people. In fact, let's talk about dongs for a minute. Yeah, let's talk about dongs. Thanks for the intro, buddy. We've got a look. Go ahead. Look, I was just going to say that we're talking about dongs today. That's about it. I was just going to bring it up that we're talking about dongs. Uh, any commentary as a dong ex- a dong spurt on uh, Trombo's dong or Brian Cranston's pecker? That sounds gross, a dong spurt. Pecker, gross. But anyway, yeah, he's got a Woody, a Woody Harrel, like a, a Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, he's got a Woody Harrelson in his pants, or a Woodpecker. Brian, Brian Cranston. He's got a dong. Have you seen his dong? There's pictures all over the internet. That's like Brian Cranston's huge dong. Brian Cranston's elephants. dick grapes. Yeah, Brian Cranston's dick grapes amaze elephants. Dick grapes that amaze elephants? Yeah, they amaze elephants. This giant, huge dong. Yeah, it's pretty thank good. Uh, anyway, uh, anything you want to leave us with until next week on All About Dongs? Yeah, no, I got to plug the uh, we're starting a system network that's all about assholes. Oh, yeah, we're going to plug uh, some butts at the end of it. Yeah, we're going to plug some assholes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, this, the 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 show's called Plugging Assholes, and it's gonna be on uh, Tuesdays on your local radio stations on NPR. All advertisements. Anyway, about we'll all uh, the list the details ass. after a word from our sponsors. Here we go. This message brought to you by the You Can Do It Aquarium. You think you can do it? Well, you can. Unless you don't want to, in which case you can't. Whatever narrative fits your fancy or tickles it, whatever, that'll be the thing. Thank you for supporting National Public Radio. I'm the announcer, and I really want to go jump off a cliff. You can do it! That's another Happy Madison joke. It's a joke for a previous Happy Madison movie that's still not funny. It's a guy that says you can do it a lot because he can do it, and then he does it. And that's the joke. And that's not a funny. And, that, and that's a sneak preview of explain it more in detail. I dare you. Let's hear about it. Okay, here we go. We're starting now. We will this, now explain the joke. Now on NPR podcast yep. feed talking, talking about dongs and that really long one that i just mentioned are co-productions of national public radio anyway aaron what are we reviewing next time i forgot okay well we have two options would you rather do furry vengeance or who's your caddy Who's your caddy, please? Oh, God. Hey, it's my choice. I would do that one. Yeah, I mean, we have already seen Who's Your Caddy, and it is pretty great. Yeah, let's do Who's Your Caddy next. Okay, all right, so next time, I love that movie. It's so bad. It's worth it's worth an episode, definitely. Yeah, yeah. we'll post the trailer. Look it up. It's one of the worst cut trailers of all time. I mean, the name alone is magical. Aaron, they've got rims on the golf carts. Yeah, it's about a rapper. And he just wants a club membership. How hard is it to give him a club membership? Wait, what color is it? He's like, Bucca. he's like, yeah, he's see, like, I'll, I'll sell you the rest of your Dumb. property back and I'll get this. All right, sure. Why not? Like, 
I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, and then after that, for our Christmas episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ding, girls. Ding, 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 ding. Christmas sounds, holiday sounds. Santa Clauses and Santa Hanukkah's Clauses. Hanukkahs and, Sh- and Shanukkahs. Yeah, Shanukkahs. Do you have a Shanukka? Uh, I have multiple Shanukkahs. You do have multiple Shanukkahs. Mm-hmm. All right. So for our Christmas episode, we're doing the Hulk Hogan classic, Santa with Muscles. You're fucking with me. No, it's a real movie. He's a bad guy. Then and he dresses as this. This is all in the trailer. He's a bad guy. He dresses up as Santa to get away from good from cops. Then when he does that, he falls down a chimney and hits his head and forgets who he is. And mm. then a kid's like, "You're Santa," so he thinks he's Santa. That's the premise of the movie. So it's Miracle wow. on Thirty Fourth Street meets Christmas Carol meets Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh huh. No, it's gonna be great. All right. Meets Macho well, Man. Right? That'll yeah. look forward to that on the catastrophe section in December. But for now, outro. I better drink some pop because Paul Bart. I'm Ray Romano. Everybody loves me and hates Chris. And Walter White. Trombone. I my Don't you like writing sports? I'm a sports writer. That's the different. (laughs) I like sports. Okay. I'm gonna touch your penis. Hooray.